Welcome to the Hashtag Struggle Heart Podcast. I'm Marvin, along with my co-host Kat. Each week, we bring you the best discussion surrounding young professionals and what it takes to be successful in your own right in today's world. Subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We're on iTunes! This week, we have our first guest appearance, Mr. Jay Hernandez from Our Lady of Ink. Jay, welcome. Thank you for having me. Hi, Jay. Hi. So we probably should have been recording the last 30 minutes or so <laughs> while having drinks with Jay, but... It was a good warm-up. Mm-hmm. It was a solid warm-up. Definitely. Definitely a solid uh, warm-up there. So, Jay, just going to ask you to talk into the mic a little closer. All right. How's this? Wonderful. Uh, it's it's okay. We got it. Oh. So, just going to keep continuing on our conversation before as to life skills and somebody who will not be named just... How dare made you? See, and... I told you already. He's no, made you just it. outed yourself. It was a, it was a <laughs> mental, it was a mental blunder. We wouldn't say what it was, but again, talking about life skills and how that the important things, like now. you know, taxes and personal finances mm-hmm. and what to oh, do if you get fruit flies in your house. Like nobody teaches you. That's Where does not... the shrimp I go? I... More importantly, where does the shrimp go? I didn't mess up my taxes or get fruit flies. Don't make it worse than it is. Well, again, it's weird. Like, so I've seen a bunch of kids, like, they call it, like, a coddle generation or whatever. But no matter what background you have, they're always, like, and it's, like, you could be rich, you could be poor, you could be middle class. But somehow you just keep messing up, like, little things or you just don't know anything. Like, for instance, one of the girls I went to college with, Jay, I don't think you've ever heard this story. Right. She did not know that you couldn't share a license. What? I feel like that's a lie. Nope. Dead serious. Oh, wait. I remember the story. That is Dead serious. Story was story. her roommate, her license got suspended. It was in Virginia. Yeah. And so she like was super distraught about it. Her roommate, the person of interest at this point, <laughs> had said, don't worry. It's okay. If you need to drive, you could just use mine. <laughs> that's fucking retarded. Oh. We're not supposed to say no, you're go for <laughs> it. This will be this will be explicit content today. So Jay, what's your take on that? Considering you deal with people all the time, you're a tattoo artist. For those that don't know or haven't heard, it, go check them out. Where can they find you? So you can find me over at Our Lady of Ink in Secaucus, New Jersey. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Jay Hernandez Tattoos. So all of the people that you come across, you have to have some interesting stories about people that are just maladjusted. I. What I love about my job is that I see a full spectrum of people from very well-off, very successful people to the absolute bottom of the barrel. And uh, to this day, they all never cease to amaze me with, their, uh, with some of their stories and their, the things they share and like, their stupidity. Um, but also, you know, I meet a lot of cool and interesting people, too. So, I mean, it's not all bad, but it's funny, too, because it's a lot like being a bartender, you know. Um, but it's... Uh, in a way, maybe a little more intimate because, you know, I'm, you guys know I tattoo you guys. I mean, how many times do we all just, yeah. it's like hanging out for a couple all of hours. All my tattoos. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people, I think this is kind of just who I am as a person or maybe I've, I've gained, acquired this, uh, this kind of skill from tattooing. But people love to share stuff with me, man, like <laughs> way more than they should, you know. <laughs> Way more than well, you're jamming them with a needle for like four hours, so I I can see why the trust is there. It's funny, man. Before I started tattooing, I almost got an apprenticeship over. I almost went to like a tattoo program kind of thing down in Texas. I was like 18 years old, and I just wanted to tattoo so bad. And I was, you know, I I grew up in Fairlawn, which is like a suburb, you know, Bergen County. Um, so I had no frame of reference for any of this and I didn't know how to go about tattooing or anything like that. So I looked online because this is the fucking 21st century. You know, that's what <laughs> yeah. we do. Every, all your answers are online now. Yep. Um, so I found this place. It was in Texas. I was 18. I was like, yeah, I'll get the fuck out of here, man. And I'll just start my whole life. Um, but anyway, long story short. So I went over there with two of my best friends and it was a crazy trip. I was in a 95 Jeep Grand Cherokee uh, Laredo and the air conditioning broke and it was like in August. Mm. Yeah, dude. I'm sure you weren't sweating at all. Oh, no, no. You know, the leather seats really made it a nice ah! ride. You know, Just slide right off. But um, I remember when I got there, there was this old biker dude and he looked, you know, like, like a ZZ Top beard, you know, long, like flowing white beard with like a fedora. Um, and he's, you know, he's like, my name is Notorious Ed. And I had this interview with this guy. Yes. And he's like, tattooing is the most intimate thing two people can do besides procreation. (laughs) 
And he was kind of right. I mean, you know, you yeah. walk into a place and you're just like, hey, I don't know you at all. Fucking put something permanent on my body. Um, gonna take off in an my... extremely painful way. Yeah, yeah. and I'm going to take off my shirt or pull down my pants. Yeah, again. dude. So, I mean, yeah, so I guess, that, you know, he was right because flash forward, you know, all these years later, like, there is that, there's that trust. Like, you kind of got to let yourself be a little vulnerable with that other person. And I guess whatever helps make it a little more... Uh, comfortable i guess I don't know. <laughs> but yeah man i've seen and heard all kinds of crazy shit you know mm-hmm. it's like stuff that like i've had like people have like you know they'll tell me some kind of wild shit and they'll be like you know right and in my head i'm like fucking no like i've never <laughs> I, I'll, I'll like a little quick anecdote i guess like going on the whole back to the whole theme of uh you know the whole crazy shit that people talk about i was tattooing this old biker man like again, another old biker, go figure. And um, but this guy was like, man, he was he was cut from like one kind of special cloth. He was tattooed all over, like his face, his hands, knuckles, you know, all over. And uh, real seedy dude. And every time I tattoo him, you know, he comes in and he just gets like this hard biker shit, you know, like either like something like a blacked out symbol or like a skull or like an eagle, you know. And I tattoo him, and he doesn't really talk, and he's just very, you know, very stoic, like, you know. And I'm tattooing him one time, and he just decides to have a Barbara Walters moment with me. And he's like, <laughs> I'm tattooing him, he's like, you know, you know, back back in the day, uh, you know, I, I got in a bar fight. I got in a bar fight, and uh, it was me with my brother, and uh, we were tussling, and, uh, you know, this guy, he, uh, he stepped on my balls. <laughs> That's a very Barbara Walters-esque moment. Dude, I, like, can see, like I can see some, her saying Yeah, I would like somebody to say that to Barbara Walters' but, face. But, <laughs> dude, like, just tattoo him completely unwarranted, and he's like, yeah, and he, uh, he crushed it. He crushed it. I only, I only got one ball now. Oh, my God. I got one ball. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you know, I, I thought about getting that thing, uh, you know, the thing that goes in, uh, it's like, you know, it's not your ball, but I was like, oh, a prosthetic? And he's like, how do, how do you know that word? <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I don't know, man. I, I I took a shot in the dark, you know. I, you know. Mystery of the English <laughs> yeah, language. He, I'm like, a savant. He looked at me like I fucking discovered fire because I knew common knowledge. <laughs> uh, and uh, so we're sitting there, you know, and, I'm, and he's going on about the story. He's like, yeah, you know, I mean, it's whatever. But, uh, you know, you know, sometimes like you ever watch TV with your old lady and she just holds your balls. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, dude. Like, in my mind, I'm like, I've never just watched TV and had a girl just, like, hold my balls. Like, I didn't... If that's, like, a Uh, sentimental thing, like... Is that something I'm supposed to be doing? Is that something our parents didn't tell us? Like, you know, do your taxes, hold your dude's balls, you know? Don't put put shrimp in a drawer. Yeah, don't put shrimp in a drawer. Hold your guy's balls. This episode is just taking a turn (laughs) for the worst already. I told you by episode three that I would get inappropriate, and my promise has been kept. Oh, I gotta... I'm I'm sorry if I, uh, I've desecrated the sanctity of the podcast no every every episode i tell like a dad like a dirty dad joke because my father and i text each other back like yeah readers digest like terrible dad jokes the mic's falling i'm sorry you guys um so i've been telling <laughs> oh, like no. dad jokes and I, but they've not been highly inappropriate as of yet but and then i came along but i have a good one <laughs> I have a good one for today. I have to look at my text from my dad, but you're all going to enjoy it at the end of this episode. I'm sure everybody will. <laughs> so, again, getting off. So, we've discussed already. Bikers again, I brought him off topic. Bikers and their tattoos. <laughs> Story should be about and pretty much our generation <laughs> and not old bikers and what they do in their alone time or what they tell their tattoo artists. <laughs> or their missing balls. As yeah. interesting as that can be, but because <laughs> myself and Kat have both gone and sat through many hour of tattoos with Jay, we have had those intimate moments and also super deep conversations on just pretty much nerding out about anything and everything, oh, yeah. life in general. So what we like to do on the show, Jay, is at the beginning, I'm sure you've listened to the, like, you know, all of our episodes, all two of them yeah. at this point, but go to current events. So one of the things that I saw, and I think it's really telling of this generation right now, it, the headline of this article was just NASA emailed a wrench to an astronaut. Yes. And I, again, by the look of your face, that has your attention. Like, like 3D printing email, I'm guessing? Well, yeah, for me, I was just like, well, how the hell did they fit the wrench in the email? Yeah. <laughs> And then, again, dumb, because I didn't grow up with 3D printers, realized... And then you wondered how to change the time on the VCR? Exactly. I just stared at my RCA VCR for 30 minutes in just in awe of, why is the time wrong? It just keeps blinking. 
<laughs> well, just couldn't hard. couldn't believe it. And but yeah, so they so NASA the guy didn't have the wrench he needed on the International Space Station. NASA emailed him the the prints, I guess, for yeah. it, and he three D printed this wrench and he fixed the dishwasher on the International Space Station. What a time to be alive! It's incredible. Seriously, yeah. but I like. I don't know what they would have done like back in the day. Imagine if the guys on Apollo 13 had that. Oh, yeah. It, it would have been fine. Well, or was it Apollo 13? Mm-hmm. What, what one got stuck in space? Apollo 13. Yeah. yeah. I think so, right? Well, that was it. Okay. I'm sorry if we're wrong on that. We can have corrections it's gotta next be. episode. I'm going to refer to That's another thing, too. Oh, my God. With the, the, the w- crippling nature of Google. Well, our generation, too. I see this all the time. I'll be in public, and, you know, you can always tell. Um, like, not by any means, man. I mean, we're in our 30s. But you'll be in a group of people, and you'll have a conversation. Remember when you were a kid? It used to be like, oh, well, call Aunt Joanne. Aunt Joanne might know the answer. Or, like, yeah. you, you had to actually, like, go look or get a fucking dictionary. You or had to phone a friend. We literally have a supercomputer in our hands at all times. And people are still wrong. Oh, yeah. Well, that's another thing too, man. You can't always believe everything on the internet, but... Yeah, you have to definitely learn how to siphon real news from, like, just ridiculous... Oh, everything's an yeah. ad, too. You know, like, I can't tell you how many times I wasted time on BuzzFeed and it was just, like, a plug for, like, some kind of yeah. stupid tortilla chips. You know, it's like, God Or damn then it. it's like, oh, we'll pay us ten ninety nine, and we'll... Yeah. We'll give you the results of this quiz. Yeah, so stupid. It is Apollo 13, by the way. God awesome. bless Tom Hanks. Was totally right. <laughs> That's like the Cloverfield. What was it? Chronicles. Paradox. Oh, Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, uh, I have Netflix. not watched that. Yet, yeah. But. Oh, you got. Well, I don't want to ruin it for you now. It's don't not going to ruin about it. Me. Don't ruin it for you. The story. Well, no, but the not to ruin it for anybody. They three D print something, and it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy what they three D print. It's to... a gun. It's yeah. a gun. I mean, it doesn't ruin the movie <laughs> by any means for you, honestly. That no, was a real thing so. too, though. Someone actually was able to do that, right? They well, yeah, they three D printed. Everything they just needed the metal my... for the barrel, right? That was it. No, they three D printed the whole thing, but it like I don't know how it works again. Well, that's a sci fi movie too, so yeah. But, yeah, they, but somebody I think in did. real life, it was just the barrel. Well, right. Yeah. So, like my past job when I was, um, yeah, like we had. I don't know anybody in education. Like, if anybody in education listens to this, I know my friend Jackie listens. So, shout out. But um, we had 3D printers, and they had all these projects, especially in the high school, where they would 3D print like cars, and then they would put motors in them and do like races. Yeah. So you could th- and like. Um, one of my friends had the 3d printer in her room. So some of the kids would work to earn like printing something on the 3d printer and they'd bring home like a figurine or like whatever they 3d printed. And it was like really fucking cool. And I mean, to go full circle back to what Joe was saying is like, you have these kids that are figuring this out, but they can't call to make their own doctor's appointments, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but that's a real problem because I just no, very not. Re- you literally call. You're like, hey, I, no, no, no. I just very recently it, you know? <laughs> in my life accepted the fact that I need to make my own doctor's appointments and not yeah. put that burden on my mother. But up until a very recent point, like it was like, mom, can you can you call? Like especially when I was still on their insurance, like before I got too old to do that, and now I have <laughs> before to you aged out. Yeah, now I have like my own insurance and I have to worry about that. But like. I would just, mom, are you going to the dentist this month? Can you make an appointment with you? I don't even want to go without you. I just want you there. I need you there. God bless you, man. Like, (laughs) I mean, maybe that's just my relationship with, like, my mother. But No, I I think that's... I was thrown to the wolves. I feel like like I've seen, like, a lot of people have that issue. (laughs) I think that's a lot of people, though, but you have, like... We're the enabled generation. The, The ones that came after us are the entitled generation. Like, like we, I agree. Like we our keep parents, having this argument. Our parents kind of held us back because you know they they were the generation that like you know their parents never told them they loved them. They never like were really uh-huh. around enough. And then they're like, well, I'm gonna fix all that. So they right. wildly enable us. But the generation after that, it's like the whole like you know everybody gets a trophy thing. And yeah, well, stuff. I don't think they know any. That is funny, and we do definitely talk about a lot the difference between millennials, which by some definition, if you're born between 1982 Dude, and 1999, they just keep like. But then any it. yeah, so anybody like 2000 and later is like Generation Z. They're supposed to be totally different from millennials in that they're more they're not the startup generation, which I always laugh at. We talk about like the definition of what a startup company <laughs> actually is because yeah. it's the dumbest thing on the planet. 
Yeah, that's any, more your forte. I just make just pictures. Any, no, but no, but any company that's new a is new a company. startup. Yeah, yeah like there's like, no way of defining it. Like, what do I have to like clear a billion dollars in revenue not to be a startup anymore? Like, that's a joke. Like, I know companies that pull in fifty million a year, and they're like, "Oh, it's a startup. It's only been around for five years." Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. okay. But anyway, and like, so Gen Z is the ones that are supposed to be a bit more financially secure. They're not super idealistic compared to like millennials. Millennials are kind of like that 70s like flower child. Yeah. Not so like we're going to fix the world. We care about more about we're our work life. Of that. Yeah, we more, care more about more like our work too. life yeah. balance and our entrepreneurial stuff. But it's also I think like we got on the bandwagon, especially the younger ones saw like Mark Zuckerberg make that billion dollars oh, yeah. as like a college dropout with an idea like the YouTube guys make billions of dollars of like oh we're just gonna post stuff to the internet like videos to the internet and share it with our friends like oh that was so simple back then yeah <laughs> no, i mean it, that, well our generation too like we we were at that turning point you know we were like we're like the last ones that grew up with and like with and without the internet right, you know so right. it's, it's a totally different game like and everything now is really like automated through your phone and the internet. It's like it's Nuts. now it's harder. I think you got to figure out like, what what's are we the missing? angle. Like yeah. how can we how can we make that shortest distance between two points? What's that straight line? You know, like taxi is Uber, and then mm. they segue into food and like Task Grabber right. and all that stuff. You know? like, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, I like we've talked yeah. about it before, and I think like one of the biggest things is like the movies and the television you grew up with, right? And, like Bambi and Lion King of. Yeah, like yeah. All Disney like, movies and yeah, stuff. Yeah, all the yeah. ones are like Life horrible. Lessons. Yeah, horrible stuff. They Where taught you something. everybody couldn't, like every single thing people didn't pick apart and analyze and get offended by. like Because well, it just was what it was. Right, you know? like, I mean, if you think about it, The Lion King, if you break that movie down, like, literally, poor little Simba... His uncle murders his father and exiles him. And then he has to like find his way back with these two, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe in this like day and age. They were in Disney's metaphor for foreigners. Or like the cute gay couple, I don't know, in this day and age, like whatever it is. (laughs) But like, he has to like be exiled, be out of his element, come back and like reclaim the kingdom. And I think like, if you put that movie out now today, they're going to be like, oh, there's like murder and the and it's like, like all this and it's yeah. racist somehow. We're like we're gonna infer <laughs> that it's and it's like too masculinely like there's not enough feminine like it's always something and it's like it ruins the like it ruins a lot of things. I feel like. yeah. Well, I mean, it's also like, the world's always changing and, and culture is always changing too and. It's just things, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes over my head because I just don't stop to realize it. But Yeah, I think I mean, everybody, I mean. Yeah, but I mean, it's without naming anything specifically just because I'm drawing a blank, but there's so much stuff that like I know I've watched like a movie from the past or a TV show and it's like, man, if this came out, <laughs> like if this came out next week, people would be fucking Live it, I know? love Lucy. Yeah, well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, an interracial couple, you know, like yeah, like I was watching with. I Love Lucy the other day, like in the background while I'm working because it's like just yeah, noise yeah, and fun. Nice background noise, but like some of the stuff in that, some of the jokes, it's like dude, married with children. Oh my god! Like Al Bundy is like the most misogynistic dude on the planet. Yeah. If or, they bring that back now, like they would burn the studio down. Oh yeah, yeah. or exactly. all in the family. That oh, oh my yeah, god, Archie dude. Bunker. Like yeah, people no, would lose no, no. it. I mean, that is, <laughs> I get uncomfortable when I stifle yourself, Edith. Yeah, oh, but people don't see like the humor in any of that anymore. Like people take everything. I feel like so seriously. It's yeah. I mean, you know. It's good. I guess maybe it's good and bad that you know, like people are uh, being more aware. So um, I'll I'll just yeah. go out on a limb and Jay, you correct me, Cat, you as well. But I think that some of it for our generation, that was how our parents raised us. They were used to a very like so those like anybody that was born for at least okay, speaking specifically to yeah, me, we have, like, that was parents. born between the forties and the fifties was raised on shows and TV and movies like that. So it was funny because I think the difference is like they knew not to take it seriously. Like nobody's saying like Ralph Cramden like <laughs> and like go home right. and like pow zoom to the moon like hit yeah, your yeah. wife like when she not, doesn't agree when she yeah, like, like yeah, this is the wall. Really yeah, like, right. 
and even though like that stuff like went on back in the day like they knew and they hopefully taught everybody the like right morals and instilled those values in you but i think you can't have that today because too many kids would take that literally and try to mimic it because they've grown up with social media and the internet oh yeah Mm-hmm. So that's how, and again, that's how you get these stupid challenge. Like we talked about it before, the Tide oh my God, Pod challenge. Stop bringing now up there's goddamn pod. no, but even even now, there's another one of like, oh, the burnt like the coil challenge or whatever. Like you heat up a stove. Yeah. And stick your arm on it. Kids have been doing that since, like, stoves existed. Well, that's not something new. No, that's you, just, like, your dumb, drunk friend. Like, you won't. No, you know what? This, you, that's a you won't. That's a you won't. Well, yeah, the, the you won't do it. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, too, though, man. With with culture changing and you have the internet and, and widespread, like, practically unlimited reach, everyone has a voice now. And because of that, there's so many more um, methods of, of stimulation between, you know, like visual or music um you know everything with the media you know like there's so much that i think because of that and also kids are exposed to more like mm-hmm. so much more like every kid has an ipad right every kid has they an ipad they know so much more well yeah they that's the babysitter now though too like parents you know they're like oh yeah. shit like you go out you're like oh well here take this thing and oh, fuck don't it. Get it, me it started don't no but i mean that's started. what it is but because yeah. of that they literally have this open door to the whole world i mean like i said me like going back is like i grew up you know like we had a computer but it was like the beginning stages of the internet, there wasn't that much shit on it. And a like, dial-up modem. Yeah, you couldn't even be on the like, phone yeah, at the same time. Dude, a 56K modem, and my mom used to wrap it in a t-shirt so she wouldn't wake her boyfriend up because it was such a screeching, <laughs> so the fucking cacophony of the... Yeah. Get <laughs> off the phone, I'm trying to go on my email. Oh yeah, that's another thing too. Like, God forbid you got a phone call, you know? But, so, I mean... We had all that stuff, and there was the whole dot com thing, but it wasn't nearly as ubiquitous as as it is now, you know. And like, like I said, man, like when I wanted a tattoo, like it was still, I mean, it was starting to change, but it was still like the dark ages for stuff like that. So I mean, figure tattooing or anything like, you know, anything that would was considered counterculture, like underground, dude. You had to like go to like you had to know where to go. You would have to go to the city or like these other spots where there was kind of a culture. Now you don't have to do shit. You could be quote unquote punk rock from your fucking couch. And like, cause everything's <laughs> yeah. there, you know, or, or anything like that. But with that also comes other things, man. Like these kids are exposed to way too much. Yeah. And when you're that young and impressionable, you think that that's what it is. Like I was raised by TV a lot. I'll, I'll admit right. that. Like I, I'm the product of a single parent. So like I got a lot of my like. I guess behaviors or social cues or like what I emulate was from TV. Um, I never thought it would be a good idea to go stick my fucking arm on a stove, but <laughs> these kids are seeing that and they don't know any better because no one's there to tell them. And they're like, right. oh, well, I guess this is a rite of passage in life, you know? They're, they're volunteering themselves for self-hazing. Yeah. And as somebody who is in a fraternity, I'm going to be like, you, like- you get hazed involuntarily. All my friends that have been in the military, that's hazing to another level. Let's and not just talk a right about of- hazing because uh, that's a whole nother. Yeah, it's just a, it's a rite of passage. But now they're just doing it for attention, it seems. And it like... We had our generation of Jackass and yeah. Johnny yeah. Knoxville and Steve-O. I mean, that was still, like, Aww. looking back, yeah, stupid. They, we still have Johnny Knoxville and but, Steve-O yeah. and, oh, my, and oh, Wee Man. Come on. Oh, no, it was great. But, like, oh, looking and back. Oh, Bam Margera. That was my shit. Jay, did you ever throw yourself down a hill into a bush in a shopping cart? My friends did. I, I. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, we used to do dumb shit. Yeah. We were, hella, we were fucking vandals. Like, we used to do this stuff called a door omelet. Huh? Right? We would literally, we would run up, like, so, we, because we were like, ah, you know, like, egging, ugh, so pedestrian. We are like, let's go make a fucking omelet on a door, and we would. We'd run up, and it'd be eggs, squirt ketchup, mustard, like, string cheese, whatever, you know? Like, but that's why I'm the same generation as you, because I'm like, that's brilliant. We were just bringing people breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I think that like ties into like what we were saying of the fact like that's what we had. We had like jackass and all that stuff, but now you have YouTube and that's like the crazy part of it because we were emulating that shit. Like my friends used to have, it was called ghetto boxing league and they would, yes, ghetto (laughs) boxing league was this situation and where you would put on boxing gloves, get on the big backyard trampoline. All right. And beat the shit out of each other. And whoever won, won. And then the, like, last 
five like candidates of that, like the last five standing would then do the milk challenge. And what the milk challenge was, was that you would take a gallon of milk flavor of your choice. You could pick chocolate or strawberry, but just buy one of those cheap, you know, like the cheap ass, like gallons of milk, couple of them, drink it in an and hour, and just chug it as fast as you could until everybody puked. And that was our Saturday. Like, and the only reason nobody made it onto the news is because nobody died, and because well, nobody videoed it and posted it online. Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing. I like I. I you know, going full circle, like <laughs> every generation has something completely stupid that they do. You know, we drank milk. Our parents did LSD, you know, <laughs> that, I mean, hey. yeah, tomato, tomato, it may have been at Woodstock. You may have burned down a porta potty or two. Yeah, Who knows? Like it, but, um, yeah, I mean that like it's, it is, there are rites of passage, but like, yeah, it gets out of hand, man. <laughs> like like sticking what, yeah. your arm on a, on a hot stove. Like that's some Gigi Allen shit, you know, like, yeah. Like I feel like chugging milk until you throw up is a lot less harmful than, I mean, it's, it's but like, you're completely you're idiotic. No, no yeah, but, but like you're not giving yourself third degree burns to prove that you're like a tough guy. To your no, friend. but yeah. look at it this way. Like every generation and it's extremely sad cases. Like you've had, unfortunately, like teenagers and die from the milk challenge or Who's chugging too many beers. The there were a few, a few kids actually passed away from chugging too much milk. What? And yeah, it's a real thing. I mean, anything in excess is not good. I, well, <laughs> I mean, I guess. Like, I, exactly. I guess I know, or, like, if you drink too much water, you Or look at it this yeah. way. Or look at it this way. This cinnamon challenge. Again, people eating. Oh, like, dude. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. fucking that dangerous. Was, that Again, but that, was, but that was a bad one. But nobody... I did don't. that for free Baskin and Robbins. Yeah, I was in, I think I was a freshman in high school, and my one friend worked at the Baskin Robbins in town, and I didn't know that cinnamon did this to you. No, Kids I didn't. Even nobody know did. Baskin nobody knew that. Wait, people don't even know what Baskin Robbins is anymore. It's really? the ice cream shop in Dunkin' Donuts now. Jay, yes. continue. Yes, okay. <laughs> it used to be called 31 Flavors, ask your parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? That's not a fucking it's thing. It's not huh? like really a I'm thing sure if anymore. I talk about TCBY, I'm going to fucking, <gasps> I'm going to disintegrate oh, into Dunkin'. No, because start. now you have like Pinkberry. Like, when did we get old? When did That's I get so, old? I'm, this podcast is making me realize I'm getting more and more old because... Instead of TCBY, there is now Pinkberry. Oh, yeah, every Red Mango. Oh, every, Jesus. Yeah. Then you have the knockoff ones. We used to have which a blue pineapple in my town. Oh, like, yeah, which is delicious. Know. Don't get me wrong. but Dude, but yeah. God. So, yeah, it was Baskin-Robbins freshman year. My friend was like, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, if you do this. And I, in my head, I'm like, oh, it's fucking cinnamon, dude. Like, this is going to be delicious. Dude, like, completely ceased my throat. Snot coming out of my nose. I was like... <laughs> I thought I was going to die. The only other time I ever felt like that was when Jim Beam came through my nose. That was a fucking bad day. <laughs> that but, is a bad day. Yeah. Well, but so... No, crazy. no, no, yeah, yeah, but just it's just crazy, man, how, like, like you said... Like, Joe always wants to get us back on track because this is what I do. No, I'm actually not even doing that. I was going to say, like... If, oh, I could if, ramble with the best of them. If Jay, thinks, <laughs> if Jay thinks that cinnamon challenge is, is bad, you should see what they do in Denmark. I don't ask... Somehow we are discussing cinnamon and its uh, combustibility. I don't even know if that's a word. At yeah, work today. Sure. And somebody said they did like a kind of magic trick with like sprinkling cinnamon into an open flame. And I was like, that seems like super odd. Well, like you, you cook with cinnamon. sprinkle any condiment into an open flame, it's going to like. Yeah, but like. Herb he, or spice, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but he sold this to like. Rosemary like, likes to pop like fireworks. Yeah. yeah for no, the like, record. That was, that if was you've ever cooked like, steak. Or if you like <laughs> drop some. Um, not rosemary thyme. I'm sorry. Time, yeah. What are they called? Clothes? If you drop clothes, some like, yes. clothes in there and then burn the Well, stove. he sold he sold cinnamon in an, like sprinkling cinnamon into an open flame as like some Hogwarts type magic. Okay. So I, I decided to do a bit more digging uh, like and look at it. And the first hit I got was Dutch man bursts into flames <laughs> after having cinnamon thrown Sorry, on him in funny. coming of age ritual. Sorry, that's not funny, but... Obviously, obviously, I, mean, I had to... It sounds funny, like, when you're like, oh, we're gonna throw some cinnamon on him, and you fucking burst into flames. <laughs> like, it's completely out of left field. Set this, this man is, on fire now. Yeah, no, this is so, something out of, like, The Onion. Like, no, that has see, no sense. No, but How did see, it transpire, though? Yeah, it's so, story, okay. So apparently, I I believe coming of age when you were unmarried at 25, male or female, your friends grab you, they tie your hands behind your back, and they throw spices at you. They cover you in spices. And so this one guy, he was 
hit 25, so coming of age party. Friends yeah. grab him, tie his hands behind his back, douse him in water so everything sticks to him, and they throw a bunch of spices. The spice of choice for the majority of it is cinnamon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, from all the reports of this, and there's a whole video to prove it, you guys can look it up, you definitely won't miss it, is that a few of the, I guess, particles or whatever, components of cinnamon are combustible under certain low pressure, I, I don't that, know, again. Uh, conditions. conditions. Conditions, exactly. Not a scientist whatsoever. I mean, that's but terrifying, though. In the middle, it's in everything. Literally, in the middle I of these guys cinnamon. throwing cinnamon... On their friend, he bursts into flames <gasps> like Johnny Storm. Oh, no. And luckily, I, for him, he's alive. He's fine. But luckily, like, they had, one, covered him in water before. And two, as soon as he was engulfed like the flaming torch, they threw the remaining water on him. And he only suffered very minor burns on his legs. But when you see him, he looks like somebody just hurled a ball of flames at you from a catapult. That's like when we were younger and we would put lighter fluid like on your hand and like light it on fire. You're not making a good argument that I'm this sorry, generation I'm... is dumber than us. <laughs> yeah, but we did things in like a controlled and like we like oh, we yeah, knew. We were, no, we were... no, well you knew that guy that we're... soaked his arm in alcohol and lit it on fire. As oh, soon as yeah. that flame went from like one color to the other, he was in trouble. Yeah. No. No, but you knew your friend or your brother, in my case, was there with the fucking water. Yeah, yeah. Total or stranger. the checks or and balances. The, checks or the, and balances. What is that called? Like well, the four oh nine? Like yeah. Like the green. Yeah. What is that called? Like four oh nine. WD forty. WD forty. No WD forty no, to WD-40 like WD forty does not put it out. No, I know. <laughs> no, that's why I was being like silly because like I, I said, mean, we or the WD forty like to like can and a lighter. You make a poor man's. Yeah. And how many kids like just held it down too long and the can exploded? Boom, yeah. Uh, yeah. Backfire. Well, that was like our biggest fun when I was younger. Like my brother and I, like anytime, because he used to build, he still does, but like he would build all these computers like and he would build them for people and stuff and he would get he would have all these extra parts and like at the time there was no like we're gonna resell this like it was just kind of like it's shot to shit it's old like get it the fuck and out fuck it up so we would take it out into the like driveway and beat the shit out of it and throw wd-40 on it and like we used to do blow this shit too anytime my mother would order anything that came in dry ice like we would make dry ice bombs uh-huh. dad if you ever listen to this i'm so sorry but like we blew up our like lawn chair the one time that's fucking awesome yeah and my father like was like the goddamn raccoons and we're like <laughs> yeah dad those fucking raccoons just in our shit, just eating the lawn chair. <laughs> he just blamed it on like, the neighbors. Yeah, and if he ever hears this, he's gonna be like, "You fucking asshole!" Oh, dude, that's yeah. so good, so convenient. We yeah. used to do that shit too. We used to call it private time. <laughs> that's amazing. We used to call it private time. I mean, we 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 were kids, man. So we'd go like walk around the neighborhood, or like Sweden, mm-hmm. or our bikes, and we would just mm-hmm. trash pick, or we'd find old electronics. Yeah, and, dude, and we would just beat the living shit yeah. out of it in a field somewhere like before office space this is pre-office space we're like yeah. this vcr is getting fucking i handled. feel like that's something that like kids now like don't have they don't have like i'm bored so we're gonna go out on our bikes and fucking adventure like they don't they do way more violent shit in public places unfortunately I there guess, i said like, it yeah like they <laughs> don't know? have like, that, that like no that's true like let's go like i mean if yeah you they think don't have a healthy it, way I'm not saying that what we no, did is but healthy I mean, but healthier like, yeah, but I mean, like, if you think about it, too, like, one of the activities, like, we used to do all the time, like, my brother was big into, like, let's build a rocket and shoot it off. And, like, I mean, we're fucking dealing with, like, explosives and whatever else, because he got, my brother, being who he is, got real into it. But, like... We had more hands-on stimulation. Yeah, yeah, and it was, like, not, like, things now that would be deemed, like, why would you put that in a kid's hand? Why would you give them explosives? What? Yeah. But it's, like, no, like, this was productive. This was, like, we're learning where, you know, one day my brother thought he was going to be a goddamn astronaut at the time. Like, who fucking cares? But, like... Like a regular Homer Hickam. Right, but we couldn't go on Google and be like, how do you take take my rocket fuel and turn it into a bomb to blow up my school? Like, 
And so we just live in like a very different time. And no, yeah, that's the thing. Kids, like, like we were saying with that whole thing, they don't have, a, they don't let that frustration or that that curiosity out in a good way. They just, you know. No, but yeah. I think you're. I think today, you know what? Like some outlets are giving kids like a way of settling differences and bringing it back to the old school. And it, I hope so. Again, no, but like the one that always gets so criticized for it is Barstool Sports. And Jay, I yes. don't know if you follow Barstool on. A lot Instagram. of my friends do, but I'm familiar with with what they uh, what they do. So, like, one of the things that they do is, like, rough and rowdy. And whether yeah. it's for good purposes or not, they just, <laughs> it's just letting kids, like, get in a boxing ring, signing a waiver, and yeah. having at it. Yeah. Of just, I want to prove I'm tough. Ghetto or, boxing league. Yeah, no, but <laughs> it's one of the things of, like, you know what? At some point, whether you're doing it just to prove a point or what, like, it takes guts to step in the ring, and I'd rather you get your frustrations out, step in the ring, get knocked out, and then not go shoot up a school. Yeah. Or yeah. not, like... Or do something that makes you feel like you belong, and you... I mean, even if you gotta go run, dude, you know? Like, it, yeah. not everybody's a fighter, not everybody is, is no, that yeah. physical, but I agree, too. Like, you need something, man. Dude. You need, you need yeah. something, because we are... Uh, we're way too enabled to be stagnant. Yeah, you know? and, and shout did. out to Erica Nardini for making all of Barstool possible because I yeah. love you. Again, female CEO of what's criticized as one of the most misogynistic websites, Instagram, yeah. like social media, social and digital media yeah. platforms in general, and just unreal that what they we, do is yeah. out of this world. And we have so much respect for them. But to Jay's point of like, I remember leaving school and being one of three places, always outdoors or indoors no matter the mm-hmm. weather yeah a yeah. basketball court a skate park yeah yeah you were active man. Hit, yeah, like, you had hobbies. yeah but again like again thank you to my parents for allowing me and giving me the ability to try so many different things but also for me of like just being able to be involved in that meet new people and broaden my horizons so mm-hmm. much from skating with older kids to playing in a totally different area of growing up in the suburbs but having my dad take me to a totally inner city area and playing basketball with kids that in no way, shape, or form could I ever relate to the things that they went through in life that gave me so much respect for them to the point where it drove me to want to learn more and be in sports and help and assist people like that. Not that they need help, but no, work with them just, professionally. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, just uh, overall, just... Support. support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Support. Yeah. support. Provide, like, yeah, add yeah, that support system. And, yeah, and also, I mean, to have that common ground too, you know? I mean, that's, that's a good thing. I think that was one of the greatest things. Like, in high school, I went to a private school and everybody will knock, like, private schools all the time but like I went to a Catholic private school and like we had they made it they made it very real war like they really tried to help people so like we had kids from like downtown Patterson to like Waspy McWasperspin like I'm not gonna start throwing out more like areas but but we all were together in this same area same like together every day and like some of my best friends like in high school were people that I never would have associated with if it weren't for that place well yeah because maybe you just would never have the opportunity to be exposed Exactly. exactly yeah and you just I think like it's invaluable because you learn so much about the world outside of like your life you have and to, your man. situation. Yeah, you and you to. do. Even like, as an adult, man, traveling is very important right. too. You know, like it's just like very important to understand like situations outside of your own, and like even if you don't agree with things, like understand them and see like you can't pretend people... it doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. And we'll get into that a little later, but Jay, that brings us to a good transition of how did you get into what you do today and what led you to that point high school whatever it may be art were you were you born as a savant (laughs) maybe i don't know i'd like to think so i've never uh, i've never taken any kind of behavioral tests although i would really like i could give you one if you want one yeah i'm all about that i actually i just listened to a podcast about like iq and eq (gasps) i just listened to that and we talked about it we took the test lesson i made him take it the eq test really okay because i've been so yeah, I want to take that. I'll send you. I'll send <laughs> you the send test. Me so, like, yeah. it's one of the more more interesting podcasts I've ever listened to, and it's fucking brilliant. Shout out to yeah. Bulletproof. That was that was phenomenal. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah, that was really really. Thank good. you for the recommendation, Jay. Yeah, well, I wish I could take credit, but <laughs> my friend actually gave it to me. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah L, if you're listening, it's all because of you. So. <laughs> so. Um, Tell her to listen. Tell her to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I told everybody what I'm doing today. But um, 
but yeah, I mean, as far as like, I guess, you know, my story of, of how I be, you know, became uh, a tattoo artist and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, growing up, uh, my mom, she, my mom was definitely a creative person. Well, is, you know, she's, she's still here, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I have a bad tendency to talk about people like they're, you know, like they're in the great beyond, but they uh, yeah. Um, but you're yeah. everybody from it's always sunny in Philadelphia in the Wade Boggs episode <laughs> yeah. and Mac just yeah. yelling at them of like, Wade Boggs is still alive. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Listen there, boss hog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so my, my mom's always been a creative person, man. She's always, uh, whether it's, it's writing or, you know, she used to draw and do ceramics and arts and crafts and all that stuff. And like, um, one of the most recent things she did, um, was she was doing the whole reclaimed furniture thing, I think before it became an Etsy thing, but, um, <laughs> yes. so not that up. I hate you, Joanna Gaines, but, <laughs> but <laughs> OG antiquer. Oh yeah. <laughs> all right. Completely unbeknownst to me, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like I grew up in a household like that, like every, you know, every couple of weeks, my mom would clean the house and like, she'd put her records on and like, I was exposed to all different kinds of music and this and that. Like my mom was always buying me like art supplies and stuff. And I always kept to myself. And, uh, you know, as I got older, um, you know, like high school age and stuff like that, you know, everyone starts talking about, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to go to college. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm like, I don't fucking no like nothing suck out to me like i knew my mom always said and i always agree like i knew it wasn't going to be behind a desk and i knew it wasn't going to lift anything heavy because <laughs> i uh when i was actually when i was a junior in high school i decided i was like this is like school's dumb like i don't want to be in school <laughs> i did i dropped out for like six months my mom gave me the option she's like either um well she's like you can't stay here unless you're working or doing something i was 16 i, I went on a couple of job interviews uh but no one was really hiring and all that shit so she's like well you know what we're gonna redo the backyard and uh you're gonna help redo it so for a whole summer i literally spent with a pick and shovel digging up dirt for like two three months and then i was like you know what i'm gonna drop back into high school but um during all this that's what made me realize too i was like i don't want like i have a huge respect for anybody that does manual labor like, like you guys are and, and women and all that stuff are like you guys are fucking tough you know like that's a hard thing to do wake up and just beat your body up yeah. so that somebody else could have something um but i always drew i always did like art and i always kind of knew that i wanted to tattoo because growing up my, a lot of my mentors and people that i looked up to were tattooed and they were heavily tattooed and in my family you know very uh at least like i said my mom was a single parent what's called they're uh she's 100 percent sicilian <laughs> my grandmother and like only like they're all off the boat you know, and so like my cousins and stuff, you know, like one of one of them's an architect, the other one's a journalist and, um, you know, accounting and, and like, like all super, super successful. I'm super proud of them. I'm super happy for them. But to me, that just didn't make any sense because I just didn't have an interest to it. I didn't know. And uh, to me, tattooing seemed like the coolest thing on the planet, man. You know, like, like I said, yeah. the people I looked up to, they, you know, my... Uh, I grew up like wrestling and stuff like that. My coach had full sleeves, his back done. <laughs> And he was the end all be all coolest, baddest motherfucker on the planet. I'm yeah. like, that is awesome. And he took me to his the shop that he was getting tattooed at one time when I was like in my teens. And um, it's crazy too because I um, the who I met his name's Kerry O'Neill. He owns Bulldog Tattoo in Booton, New Jersey. And uh, <laughs> it was his his work that I saw as a kid. And I'm like, dude, this is so fucking cool. I, I was like, I still like get chills thinking about it because. There was that mystery that I had no idea what it was. Uh, I had no idea how a person would do it, how you could do it, like, and just to make this something out of nothing, you know, like, it was so cool. And I met Carrie then when I was a kid, and I just saw the shop, and, like, I was like, man, like, and I saw the way they would talk to each other, too, like, and I was like, it's like the fucking mafia, man. Like, th these are, like, made men, you know? I was like, this is so cool, like, yeah. so cool. Ink mafia. Yeah, 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 man. Like, I was like, this is so dope. And I was like, I think I want to do this. And I played, I, at the time I had no tattoos, but I played around with the idea in my head. I'm like, this is like, I'm like, this is awesome. And then I got a little bit older and I got my first tattoo um, at the time. I, I unfortunately didn't get my first tattoo from Carrie because I think at the time he had kind of like laid low a little bit. Um, uh, he, he was tattooing underground at the time, I think, but he was also kind of doing like a, uh, like a nine to five for um, like insurance, you know, to have like medical insurance and stuff for mm. his family because uh, you know I mean that's another thing too it's not like today where like some shops offer that like there was none of that yeah, but, that's um, yeah yeah if I am wrong with any of these facts Carrie and you hear this I'm sorry <laughs> but, uh, was it that's so... why we have corrections yeah. next up don't worry so was Carrie the one that you had the pick
picture and the article with? Yes, yeah. So okay. this uh, this last August um, in Asbury Park, I actually finally got tattooed by Carrie. And Aww. how many uh, years later was that? Uh, so I mean, that was right before I turned thirty. I met like so fifteen years. I was like fifteen wow. years old, man, when I met Carrie. He was tattooing over at Shotzi's at the time. Oh my God, Shotzi's is in Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. Shot season away on, on I, 23, yeah. Well, yeah. That's... I mean, that was like one of the only... It was it used to be like shot season Captain Jack's like oh back in the God, day. Oh my God, yeah. That's next yeah. to Gary's now. Yeah. Um, That's kind of crazy, though. It took you guys 15 years being in the same state it, to it, connect. Oh, yeah. And I just... Well, he happened to be a couple booths down, and I saw him, and I, you know, I went over there, and we were talking, and he's just such a humble dude, like, loves what he does. He's been doing it forever and uh yeah man i just told him i was like dude if you have any time and, and i have any time and i would be more than happy to get tattooed from you i was like i would love to and i and i told him the story too i was like dude your work is what made me want to do this you know and um you know it's it's you know and he was super cool man and he you know he tattooed the, i have this little skull here mm-hmm. you know it's got some smoke and you know like, blending into the rest Wait, of my let arm. me take a picture we'll post it yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so cool though so that was dude, just like yeah, man. Spur he, of the moment of it was hey. the, the last day of the Asbury convention, gotcha. and uh, I didn't have anything lined up. And uh, you know, we're I think it was Saturday night. We're like, you know, like if you know, if we're both, if it works out, you know, we'll do that. And I went over there, and like I said, man, just so cool, dude. And you know, like every time I look at it, it makes me so happy. It's good. Yeah. Oh, it's like, it's, it's great. great, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, it's such such a distinct style too. You know, and it's yeah. like it's timeless. You know. This is an audio show, but yeah. it's great work. Well, you guys I just, took just a picture. On the Don't worry. I will post it. But, um, but yeah, so like I said, I, I was in high school. All my cousins were, they wanted to go, you know, they were going to college and all that stuff. And I had no idea. I guess you could say like I was a little, little lost because I knew what I wanted to do. I went to Burden Community College for like a month, if that, just to make my family happy. Shout out to everyone in New Jersey ever. Yeah. The, Yeah. I, like, yeah, so, I mean, I did that, and I was like, this sucks, man. And, like, my thing, too, was, like, I, I, I don't wake up early. I wake up early now. <laughs> like, it, it took me almost 31 years. Same. it's mandatory. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I just. you need all the hours. Yeah. It, it just really was, it was killing me, and I know maybe I sound, I'll sound like an entitled asshole, like, no. or, you know, but I knew, like, it, like, I've always been the kind of person where if it doesn't make sense, it's not going to happen, yeah. you know, like, it's not, and that's when I was like, you know what, man, like, like I said, I had no idea. I was from the suburbs, don't know anything about tattooing, I, I had, I was very naive to a lot of stuff. I don't want to say that I was sheltered, but I was an only child with a single mom that worked all the time, so, like, I never had an older brother or, like, an, another older sister sibling to kind of be like to kind of like have a, a trail <laughs> to have like a you know a trail that was cleared <laughs> for me but um yeah a lot of that stuff was me just trying to figure it out like the best i could myself you know um like i said i, I drove out i was 18 years old i was working for ikea for like two months and uh anyway so you wound up going to texas 18 i was 18 years old with two of my uh, two of my best friends my friend uh my friend mark and my friend martinez his name's Bryant, but it's just easier to say Martinez. But <laughs> um, they took the ride with me, man, and it was a crazy ride. We got we left Jersey and got to College Station in twenty six hours. It was twenty six hours, man, and we just drove. Wow! So you guys straight. broke a few speed limits. Oh yeah, we got pulled over in Virginia. There you uh, go. Yeah. This pure adrenaline. Like, My alma mater state. Good job. Did yeah. you get a ticket or no? No, we're lucky. Um, <laughs> wow. My, uh, <laughs> to, to Mama Cheryl, if you hear this, please don't be mad. <laughs> but, uh, so um, Mark... You know, my buddy Mark was able to uh, get out of it due to the fact that his dad is a law enforcement officer. So, <laughs> that's shout your... out to every single law enforcement officer <laughs> yeah, that no, we that... love and adore, and that's that gives you a PDA card. Yeah. And even the ones that give us tickets, we still love you too. It's all good. I'm, yeah. I am. Uh, I know what we know. What we did, yeah. but we know uh, when we're from New Jersey and we're in Virginia, oh, odds yeah. are we're getting a ticket. Yeah. No, they yeah. they were they were very uh, they were very gracious to us, and yeah, you know, shout out to. Uh, to the blue line man you know my best yeah. friends are, are on the job so full support but um <laughs> so yeah we we got to uh we got to texas um i gotta say for the record uh driving through arkansas was like the toughest thing to do <sighs> i i can't speak negatively on the state because i had i have not experienced the state however the highway 
was the most mundane fucking thing on the planet. Nothing bad to say about so that. So, like, what do you just see on this highway? Just so, nothing? Like a bunch of wily yeah, coyotes? Not even, dude. I forgot. That would be more exciting. That would be. So, like I said, I zero frame of reference for Arkansas culture, so I'm not slandering that, but... Arkansas culture is just Bill Clinton and jazz sax. So no, they go. have really good pork, apparently. Do they? Yeah. Okay, so we My hit- cousin told me they have really excellent pork, so... All right. I mean, my interest is peaked, but... Exactly. But yeah, I mean... So- I- We've hit three things then from Arkansas, not to offend anybody from the great state of Arkansas, but it's Bill Clinton, jazz sax, and pork. And an excellent law department at Arkansas University. Go Razorbacks. All right. <laughs> anyway, continue with the story, Jay. Yeah, so, no, I mean, we're just, you know, you figure, we're all, there's three of us, and, like, the AC broke, and it's summertime, and we're driving through, and it's just cooking, man. It's just open plain on both sides of the highway, you know, there's nothing for miles. It's just, I'll never forget, it was, like, almost like, you know, like, when shit is, like, sun-bleached grass, it's, like, oh, that yellow, yeah. dead... Just miles, dude, and just the sun beating down, and we're like, Jesus Christ, man, is it ever going to end? Like, it was such a long state to drive through. And uh, But yeah, like I said, then we, you know, I went there, and I was there for literally, I mean, I think a day and a half. I had that interview. I realized that uh, probably wasn't a good idea. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it did what I could. It was very interesting, you know, like, uh, and that was a whole other experience to, to me, too. You know, like I said, I'd never... I didn't really have much experience with tattoo shops. I had been tattooed like maybe once or twice uh, prior to that. But I mean, out there was a whole different way of life. And uh, again, I'll never forget, like I said, I met that biker dude and I spent all day there. And uh, it was real seedy, man, like real, <laughs> real rundown. The name of the shop, um, I mean, we could, I could yeah, say that, right? I don't, yeah. even, I don't even think it's even open anymore. The name of the shop was Old Poop and Rudy's Professional Tattoo and Piercing. Poop? poop. poop. Yeah, like Old yes. Poop. Listen, if they're still open, they'll be happy for the shot. Yeah. I think at this somebody point. took a poop in a bag and left it, and I, it became old. I guess, man. I don't, but yeah, <laughs> old dude. Yeah, it good was for funny. you. Good for you. Yeah. Wait, so how long were you out there? I was like a day and a half, dude. I, and then I, you drove all the way back to Jersey. That was it. Like yeah. thirty hours to Texas, thirty hours back yeah. for literally maybe thirty six hours of tattoo know. time. Oh I God. had to find out if that's where I wanted. Had to. And was that, that your? Is, oh my God. Was that your first time, like ink nope. to skin? No, I didn't tattoo out there. That was just to you see. You just sat in the shop. I went there just because there was the opportunity to possibly apprentice. Oh my God, I fucking that- love artists for this reason. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. No, because in my heart and soul, like I, you know, yeah. Jay knows, like I have some like artist shit in my in my heart but like that's why like art wasn't my path because like that's a fucking artist like you just know you have to fucking see it you have to do it like you have to you fucking have to i had to know and i knew i didn't want to do it um but that's that's a whole other thing too so okay so you get back to jersey after realizing old poop and whatever isn't for me yeah, and also just living in in a like nothing well, against yeah. Texas, but I just I think at that time at eighteen years old that naive like I don't think I was ready to uh, to Deal just yeah be that much of a fish out of water you know. All right, um, so you get back to Jersey. What do you do? Uh, I, all right, so I get back to Jersey when I'm eighteen. I work at IKEA. I was working. I had just started working, and I like I had like maybe two or three paychecks under my belt when I decided. <laughs> To take off to do the the Texas thing. That's what he is for. Yeah, I um. <laughs> so you were wait were you the guy at IKEA that packed all the stuff up but left out like three crucial like parts <laughs> on to, like, purpose? A dresser? That was you on purpose. Honestly, if that was my job, I totally would have sabotaged all that shit. <laughs> Any job I ever had that wasn't tattooing, I was the worst fucking employee. I actually was a kitchen planner. So were, I, I worked as a kitchen planner. Okay, so a kitchen planner, I worked on the showroom floor in the kitchen cabinetry department. Yeah. And people would come up and they'd have their measurements and we had like the software and stuff. So I helped design kitchens. No experience at all. Like I, I literally I went to IKEA, I took the little computer test thing. And they're like, okay, you're hired. And at the time, like 18 years old, they're like, oh, we'll give you nine fifty an hour. I was like, dude, this is serious. 